Welcome to C. diff, spores, and more with your host, Nancy Kerala. We are here to discuss C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and other related healthcare topics. Now, here's your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. We would like to thank our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit the Clorox Healthcare website to learn more about their products, keeping environments safer. CloroxHealthcare.com forward slash Radio. Today, we are happy to have our guest, uh, Russ Stevens, Vice President of Business Development for Synexis, and Michelle L. Vigneri, RNCIC, Director of Infection Prevention and Disaster Preparedness for Thompson Health. Welcome to the program, Russ and Michelle. Thanks. Thank you for having us. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you both here. And to learn more about patient and healthcare environments, uh, I'm going to ask you, Michelle, if you wouldn't mind taking us into the introduction for our listeners on this topic. Sure. Thank you so much, Nancy. Uh, I really appreciate everything you're doing to provide great awareness to um, so many listeners out there. We have learned over the years that the role of the environment in healthcare is a critical factor in the contribution to healthcare-acquired infection. The patient environment and healthcare settings has continually proven to harbor so many potential um, harmful organisms like MRSA, VRE, and C. diff. Um, and even more recently, there are some more lethal, newer drug-resistant organisms such as CRE and Canada Auris, which is um, a problem for us here in New York State. And these come with huge threats and also um, some very new environmental challenges. Infections um, from one of these organisms not only can be tough and expensive to treat, but to the patient can be truly debilitating and also potentially fatal. Um, These organisms love the environment and they can remain viable or alive um, in the hospital environment for extensive periods of time from hours and some of them um, even up to some months. Um, They love to thrive in the temperate hospital environment um, and contaminate numerous sites on surfaces, um, equipment, and um, even in the air. Literature um, has shown us that surfaces in the hospital um, can be contaminated, depending on which research article you read, up to 25% of the time despite traditional cleaning methods. Um, And there's so many potential vehicles in the hospital from IV poles to portable vital signs machines to the actual hands of healthcare workers, um, and which can result in the potential transmission um, to the patient. It has also been shown um, that when a patient is admitted to a room um, where the prior patient um, has had a drug-resistant organism, for example, like C. diff, um, they can have up to a 200% increased risk of getting C. diff um, from that environment. And that's a scary but a very real um, statistic. You know, and although traditionally air hasn't been seen as a medium per se in which organisms grow, it does play as much of a role um, as contaminated surfaces do. The air itself um, can actually act as a vehicle or a transport medium, um, if you will, of particulate matter, dust, spores, and even harmful organisms like um, tuberculosis. Uh, The newest research has also shown us that some of those non-traditional airborne organisms, like C. diff, can also become a real risk when they're aerosolized into the air by a simple mechanism of just simply um, flushing a toilet. 
Um, and for example, these infections not only can cause patient harm, but also contribute to an increased burden of cost. Um, these patients um, that acquire healthcare-acquired infections likely will have an increased length of stay. They will require more specialty consults, result in higher levels of care like ICU stays, and many times these are, are not re- reimbursable by their insurance companies. Um, in addition, um, in today's day of value-based purchasing and high reliability, these infections also have um, a regulatory implication, which could um, have a potential negative financial spin for um, healthcare institutions. You know, and experts agree that careful cleaning and disinfection of the hospital environment is a critical, essential element um, of any effective infection prevention program. You know, however, in saying that, traditional manual cleaning and disinfection of surfaces and hospitals is often suboptimal um, due to so many different contributing factors. There could be inconsistent cleaning and disinfection protocols. They play a huge role. We have so many different products out there, and all of these products have different contact times. There's the element of user error or the, how thorough an individual actually performs the cleaning and disinfecting, and those can play critical roles. Um, you know, there's also the potential that the actual tools that we use to clean and disinfect, it, disinfect can actually contaminate cleaning processes. Um, for example, um, the older school bucket-based cleaning fluids and cloths If they're not changed at the right intervals, not only can they not clean and disinfect appropriately, but they can also cause an increase in environmental contamination. Staffing um, itself is also a very real contributing factor as turnover rates in environmental service personnel is an ongoing real issue um, that so many organizations um, are challenged with across the nation. Um, and, And with that turnover, it really poses an issue of how does a department maintain competencies and skill and, and a standard of practice for their facility? Um, you know, I have always said, and as I do in services and training and speaking, that I really feel some of the most under-resourced, underpaid, and undervalued departments in the hospital um, are our environmental service personnel. Um, and this is such a shame because the role they have is so, so very important. You know, years ago when I began my career in infection prevention, um, single interventions were researched, evaluated, and then implemented to help reduce hospital-acquired infections. Um, For example, in the environmental realm, years ago when I started, we used quaternary-based cleaners. And then as time went on, we switched to a bleach-based cleaner, which had um, a decreased contact time and also sporocidal claims. Um, And then years later, we introduced microfiber cleaning cloths. Um, And as time and research has evolved, there has been clear evidence that bundle approaches are much more successful in preventing healthcare-acquired infections compared to, say, a single intervention approach, as there is no one magic solution. And this has been demonstrated for years um, in surgical site infection prevention, where we have comprehensive bundles to help prevent surgical site infections. And this also holds very true for environmental and cleaning disinfection protocols. Um, We really need to embrace an approach to tackle these environmental pathogens and healthcare-acquired infections, both on surfaces and in the air, and they really require a multidisciplinary and, most importantly, a proactive approach. 
which includes infection prevention, your nursing personnel, your environmental services, laboratory, pharmacy for antimicrobial stewardship, and also having um, buy-in from your leadership. And to take it a step further, it now also requires, um, you know, healthcare facilities to really embrace these new technologies that will be a beneficial augment to a comprehensive environmental cleaning bundle. You know, so in saying that, how can we protect and clean an occupied space in a safe environment for both patients and healthcare personnel? Uh, we really need to take that leap into these um, technologies that really could offer continuous cleaning, disinfection, that doesn't impact the throughput of our room, is easy to use, doesn't require additional personnel to operate, and most importantly, is safe for um, anybody in the room um, or in the environment around where they are, are deployed. Thank you so much, Michelle, for all of that information and giving an overall for our listeners. And I, we want to ask you, before we go to break, Michelle, does the manual cleaning remove all the microorganisms and germs from the patient environment all the time? Well, the short answer is no, unfortunately not. You know, we would like to think that environmental services staff can do a perfect job of cleaning the hospital environment every time, every day. But, of course, humans, you know, we're not perfect. There is no guarantee. And there's also an element of user error, and there's also the element of product variability, and these are real challenges. Um, there are many studies out there that I could reference. Um, you know, one of them was a multi-state study by Dr. Carlene, which reported that just an average rate of 32% of cleaning thoroughness that resulted in much as 50% of the surfaces still remaining um, contaminated after manual cleaning um, efforts. So consequently, these automated technologies have been introduced in recent years that serve as an adjunct to um, help these manual environmental cleaning processes. And given the statistics of residual environmental bioburden of organisms that I just reported, these technologies offer a huge role in augmenting traditional cleaning and disinfection and not only tackling organisms in the air and environment, but also in the potential reduction of HAIs. Um, one of these technologies is Synexis, um, and another example, for example, are UV robots. Um, one of the challenges with UV robots, however, is that patients and staff cannot be present in the room um, during the disinfection process. So then this um, then ties up the room and can have potential uh, throughput issues um, for the facility. Um, you know, one of the exceptional benefits of Synexis is that it is a continual technology in which poses no risk to the patients as it is ongoing in cleaning and disinfecting the environment for us. Michelle, thank you so much for all of this important information that you shared with us. At this time, we're going to pause for a word from our sponsor, Clorox Healthcare. And when we return, we will be discussing dry hydrogen peroxide continuous environmental disinfection with our guest, Russ Stevens, Vice President of Business Development for Synexis. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. 
Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? Washed your hands? Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Russ Stevens, Vice President of Business Development for Synexis. Thanks for joining us today, Russ. Thanks, Nancy. You're welcome. Russ, we're really anxious to learn more about Synexis and the Dry Hydrogen Peroxide Continuous Environmental Disinfection System. Would you take this time to introduce Synexis to our global listeners? Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to. Um, again, thanks for having me. Um, so Synexis offers a very unique technology for, uh, for a number of facilities, including healthcare facilities, that address the air uh, contamination along with hard and soft surfaces that Michelle was referring to. So Synexis is a patented DHP technology, DHP standing for dry hydrogen peroxide, that uses a building's ambient humidity and oxygen to continuously achieve um, a green and natural reduction of bacteria, viruses, and mold in the air and on surfaces. So it's a complete environmental contamination uh, solution. So allow me to provide a brief history on Synexis, um, which was designed from military-grade challenges. So the catalyst for the creation of DHP dates back to the World Trade Center um, uh, bombings and the subsequent anthrax letters. Jim Lee, the founder and inventor of the Synexis system, identified a capability gap that we had here within our detection systems. We could detect radiologic weapons in real time. We could detect chemical weapons in real time. But when it came to detecting biologics, either both uh, either weaponized biologics or non-weaponized naturally occurring biologics, there was a, a pretty large uh, gap in our sensor battery. And so what Jim set out to do is find that sensor that would detect broad, a broad spectrum of pathogens within the environment. But as you know, there's millions of these things that are, are, are both naturally occurring and weaponized. So what he decided to do instead was create a prophylactic means by which to protect against these pathogens. And so essentially what he came up with is dry hydrogen peroxide through a photocatalytic process that um, allows a facility to have its own uh, active immune system to defend against these pathogens. So should there be an intentional act, we can defend against those, but uh, more importantly, 
we uh, have a passive system that can be deployed within an environment that actively seeks out uh, uh, these pathogens and destroys them. Okay. And Russ, thank you for the introduction and um, the explaining the DHP, the dry hydrogen peroxide. How does Synexus impact standard manual cleaning efforts after it has been implemented in a facility, Russ? Well, because Synexus effectively reduces the steady state of environmental contamination within a facility through its continuous operation. I mean, and, and I want to emphasize continuous, and it's in occupied spaces. It reduces the bio burden that needs to be addressed by standard intermittent manual cleaning. So, in other words, the efficacy of manual cleaning, cleaning is enhanced by Synexus because there is less to be cleaned on a regular basis. This is a benefit of continuous operation in occupied areas. Okay. And we've heard a lot about hydrogen peroxide aerosols and vapors. How does Synexus dry hydrogen peroxide gas differ from those forms of hydrogen peroxide? And how does that difference translate into clinical efficacy? Yeah, so we believe um, hydrogen peroxide has been around uh, for for a very long time. and It's very effective, both in an aerosolized form and vapor form. The biggest difference between those forms of peroxide and, uh, and, and our version of peroxide is ours is continuous. Um, aerosolized uh, and vaporized uh, peroxide works very well, but that is a moment in time. So when that is deployed, um, if it's deployed at 8 a.m., you begin uh, working in a space at 8.30 uh, a.m., now you've all, all of a sudden recontaminated that environment, whereas our uh, version of peroxide um, is continuously operating. So it creates a new steady state um, uh, every moment that it's that it's deployed and operational. Okay, Russ. And you've mentioned that Synexus disinfects surfaces and it is safe for occupied spaces, but does it have any long-term effect on the surfaces within a space? In other words, does it damage any of the surfaces of items such as electronic monitoring equipment or privacy curtains? Um, so, so not at all. It doesn't, it doesn't um, cause any issues with those. Um, aqueous hydrogen peroxide is acidic because it's mixed with water, and clearly acids can damage surface materials. Dry hydrogen peroxide, hydrogen peroxide in our form, um, non-aqueous hydrogen peroxide has, has no damaging effect on, on surfaces as, uh, as you would, would, would suspect with the aqueous version. Okay, that's wonderful. So, Russ, does the Synexus require a lot of upkeep and maintenance? This is one of the things that we are most proud of. Um, Once our technology is deployed into a space, essentially the staff uh, can forget about it. There's no extensive in-servicing that needs to happen with our product. There's no staff um, maintenance required to ensure our product is, is working and functioning. There's no fluids to replace. There's no bulbs to replace. Um, once our product is installed, it just works. Okay. Well, that's really great to know. So can Synexus only be used in heating, ventilation, and air conditioning systems? Um, uh, no, ma'am. It actually, uh, we have several different versions of our product. The, the easiest one um, and the most uh, uh, hidden one is the HVAC version. It goes right into uh, at the diffuser level of the HVAC system. But we also have standalone units as well that are fully self-contained that can be deployed in areas that, one, may not have uh, adequate airflow, or two, uh, into temporary environments that may need uh, treatment uh, rapidly. 
Okay, that's wonderful. Well, thank you, Russ. We are already going to pause for a commercial break. When we return, with uh, we will return with our guest, Russ Stevens, and continue discussing Synexis, dry hydrogen peroxide, continuous environmental dis- disinfection, and the data. And please stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. The C. diff Foundation offers global community support sessions. C. diff can affect anyone at any age at any location in the world. Receive support from topic experts sharing information on nutrition, mental health, C. difficile prevention, treatments, and environmental safety, as well as learn about upcoming events, teleconferences, and support sessions. To register for a session, call the C. diff Foundation at 1-844-4C-DIFF. 1-844-367-2343 or visit us on the web at cdifffoundation.org Support is just a phone call or mouse click away. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to the program, and we welcome our listeners joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guest, Russ Stephen, Vice President of Business Development for Synexis, and Michelle Vigneri, RNCIC, Director of Infection Prevention and Disaster Preparedness for Thomas Health. Welcome to the program, Russ and Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, before the commercial break, you shared important information, Russ, about Synexis, dry hydrogen peroxide, continuous environmental disinfection. Can you, at this time, share some of your biggest users and provide us with the key data? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'd be glad to. So, um, you know, Synexis, what I want to really uh, emphasize is this isn't necessarily a new technology. It's just new applications of a technology. We've been around um, since 2006 became fully commercial in December of 2015. And during that time, uh, we went through an extended R&D phase where we um, 
uh, had some accomplishments such as willing, uh, winning the Bill Rotala Award in 2015 um, at APIC. Um, and during that time, we were treating a number of facilities. Um, some of our largest verticals at this point are Major League Baseball. Um, we're in eight Major League Baseball locker rooms. And uh, one of our very first clients was the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, and in fact, this last uh, spring training, they only had one player illness in the year where they've had two to five players per week over the last 10 years. And that was due to a 95% reduction in uh, environmental bacteria, 93% reduction in total uh, environmental mold. Um, and it saved them some money on, on refurbishing uh, some of their centers. Other areas that we're involved with are, are the long-term care space. So it's quite interesting. When we uh, go into these environments, one of the first things people notice is that we remove the VOCs from the air. So those volatile organic compounds, the smells, um, actually just diminish um, typically uh, within uh, minutes, if not hours, uh, hours, if not minutes, rather. And so one of the first things that people say is, oh, wow, well, I can, I can smell it. Well, you can't really smell our product because it has no smell. But what you smell is that lack of smell. And so um, it just lends to uh, more to the, 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 uh, the activity of the product in an environment. Also in those long-term care uh, uh, environments, we've seen um, uh, 98, 99-plus percent reductions in environmental contaminants. And that's led to uh, uh, real-time um, monitoring. So as we m monitor the microbes in a space, we'll begin with a baseline. And then as we evolve over the next uh, uh, period of time that we choose to monitor, whether it's 30, 60, 90, um, 365 days, it's interesting because you can see um, uh, swings in uh, the level of contaminants within an environment based on activity. So we'll never quite actually reach zero contaminants in an environment with our technology. However, um, we will see a continuously uh, evolving baseline. So when we enter an environment for the first seven to 10 days, we call that our control phase. So that's when we're uh, not only treating contaminants that are present within an environment, but we're also treating the ones that are coming into an environment. So um, you'll see a level get down close to near zero and so we're taking care of the contaminants that are already present there. But then as um, so in the long-term care environment, as um, uh, grandkids or uh, other people come in to pay visits to the staff, whatever they are bringing in with them is impacted as well. So it's, um, it's, um, it's been very helpful in that environment. Some of the other uh, locations, um, the corollary effect that we have is on insects, so insect mediation. So um, we have quite a few fast food restaurants that utilize the technology for odor removal and insect removal. Um, insects breathe via tracheal tubes, so they can't filter DHP as you and I can. Our lungs naturally produce up to 60,000 molecules of peroxide per cubic micron. Insects do not have that same ability. So they typically either, either die or leave the environment very, uh, very rapidly. And so it, uh, it allows for a more sanitary environment. So we get rid of smells, um, get rid of uh, insects, and then pathogens as well. That's amazing. 
And Russ, besides the long-term care and the fast food industries, can you name a, a few other industries benefiting from the Synexus systems? Uh, sure. Um, the healthcare industry, uh, obviously, um, we're in movie theaters, um, exercise, gym, gym, uh, gymnasiums. Um, um, we are in food processing uh, plants. We are um, actively uh, in, engaged in the poultry industry uh, due to the advent and the, mo- the movement towards antibiotic-free and no antibiotics ever. Um, we came into that space at just the right time as coming uh, in on the tail end of 2014 into 2015 when the big push was made to uh, move towards the One Health Initiative to understand how our food sources impact human health and how the advocates said, let's move towards production of food without antibiotics. And so the effect of that was um, a lot of producers had to pull out those antibiotics, and it led to um, uh, sick animals. And so we've come into that environment where um, antibiotics are, are, are no longer uh, used and in an organic way been able to treat um, those, uh, those environments, so those birds uh, remain healthy. Um, and then lastly is the fresh fruit environment. So there's uh, an extension of life for fresh foods and goods uh, that are uh, stored in an environment where DHP is present as well. That's that's wonderful. And Russ, thank you so much for sharing all of that information um, with our global listeners. We are going to circle back around to Michelle Vigneri. And Michelle, can you explain to our listeners um, the concern for airborne C. diff and transmission? Sure. Um, you know, historically, we have always thought of C. diff as a traditional contact organism. Um, but there have been recent studies that show um, that a simple task like flushing a toilet with C. diff stool, um, that C. diff can actually be aerosolized and recovered from the air at heights around the toilet for up to 90 minutes afterwards. Um, and in addition, these aerosolizations then fall and can contaminate the surfaces um, within the environment. Okay, and are there concerns for the airborne contamination with other microorganisms, which could be harmful in healthcare. Uh, yes, actually there is. Um, you know, in addition to traditional airborne organisms like tuberculosis, measles, or chickenpox, um, studies have shown that there's many other different activities which can cause a release of potentially harmful organisms into the air. Um, for example, sneezing, coughing, vomiting, um, or even simply talking um, can release particulate um, counts um, into the air, all of which can contain potentially infectious organisms, um, which could be transmitted, and then also fall and contaminate surfaces. And in addition to um, harmful pathogens, there's also non-human indoor biologic um, air pollutants like molds and pollen, which also have been showed and associated with more nonspecific symptoms that may include upper respiratory infections, um, headaches, and even fatigue. Okay. Well, I thank you and Michelle and Russ for giving us all this great information today and sharing the Synexa data. And at this time, we are going to pause for a brief commercial break. Please stay tuned. We will return after these messages.
Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. To help support the CDF Foundation, please visit our website, cdifffoundation.org forward slash donate, or call toll free 1 844 4 CDF. That's 1 844 367 2343. Join us in our fight against C. diff and help us continue our mission of educating and advocating for C. diff infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety worldwide. Through your continued support, we can continue raising C. diff awareness and help save lives. Donate today. Visit cdifffoundation.org. Thank you. Because C. difficile lives on surfaces for weeks, because it infects nearly 500,000 Americans yearly, you need disinfectants you can trust. Clorox Healthcare bleach products, cited by more studies to kill C. diff than any other products. EPA registered to kill C. diff in as fast as three minutes. Trusted disinfectants to kill C. diff spores in hospitals, because even one C. diff infection is too many. Learn more at CloroxHealthcare.com. Have you done any of these things today? Exited a restroom? Entered and exited a patient's room? Visited a doctor's office? Have you done this today? washed your hands. Hand washing remains the single most important task of the day. It takes soap, water, a minimum of 30 seconds, and a clean dry towel to turn off faucets and dry hands to stop giving germs a free ride. Keep safe from germs worldwide. Hand washing, number one in infection prevention. For additional information on hand washing instructions, visit cdifffoundation.org. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You are listening to C. diff, spores, and more. If you have a question, please send an email to info at cdifffoundation.org. Now, back to our program. Here again is your host, Nancy Kerala. Welcome back to C. diff, spores, and more, and we thank you for joining us today. It is a pleasure to reintroduce our guests, Russ Stevens, Vice President of Business Development for Synexis, and Michelle Vigneri, RNCIC, Director of Infection Prevention and Disaster Preparedness for Thomas Health. Welcome back to the program, Russ and Michelle. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Russ, can you share with us uh, the difference between the Synexis DHP and other products on the market? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'm asked that um, several times a week as we give these presentations around uh, almost every vertical that we're involved with. Um, you know, there's and there's four primary ones that uh, I want to focus on, those being antimicrobial surfaces, cleaning disinfectants, UV light, and vaporized agents. Um, antimicrobial surfaces, they're great. They're very effective. Um, uh, you know, some of the um, issues, though, revolve around that's isolated to one particular surface. And the efficacy can sometimes be variable and debatable as its life goes on. And uh, to be honest, broad utilization can be pretty uh, capital, and, uh, capital intensive. Um, so um, while I think they're very effective, they're kind of limited in their actual deployment. Cleaning and disinfectants 
um, as Michelle alluded to, they're only as effective as the person who is applying those, uh, uh, those disinfectants. In some cases, they can be labor-intensive. Um, they can create allergens and other issues um, health-wise, both to humans and animals. Um, and then comes UV light. UV light is, is amazing. Um, we've uh, actually had it in the ductwork of our home at, at, at different points. Um, however, um, it's a moment in time, as are these other uh, solutions. So with um, UV light, say you roll it into an operating theater, uh, downtime is two to three hours. And then if uh, the same person that rolled that in comes to roll it back out and they've been exposed to C. diff during the day or MRSA or whatever the case may be, and they touch the countertop or whatnot, uh, then you end up with a recontaminated environment. Same goes for vaporized agents. Very effective. Um, um, uh, five, six, ten log kills. But again, it's a moment in time. And so for all of these, I think there's, there, there's a place for all of them in the uh, disinfectant uh, toolbox, uh, the cleaning and disinfection toolbox. Um, but Synexus is very different. Um, we thrive on being a continuous uh, solution and not only continuous in, in unoccupied areas, but also in occupied areas. So we're completely safe, completely green, and um, uh, a very different delivery mechanism than uh, some of our, our um, uh, the other tools that are in your toolboxes. Okay. And Russ, the occupied spaces, can you tell us what amount of area the Synexus uh, hydrogen, the dry hydrogen peroxide covers? That's right. So we like to envelop uh, an entire environment. Um, now, we can isolate specific areas, say if someone just wants to treat one space, that's, uh, we're happy to do so, um, but we feel that um, uh, indeed areas that are left untreated, that's typically where uh, pathogens creep in. So we can, uh, one unit will treat anywhere from 1,500 up to um, on the top end 3,000 square feet, but um, we bring in our, uh, our environmental teams to look at airflow, to look at uh, traffic of, uh, of people in and out of a facility, and then we build a plan around uh, those things. Every building breathes differently um, than, uh, than the one directly next to it. So it's a function of the HVAC system, it's a function of how the building breathes, the amount of traffic, the amount of organic load, and the use of the building as to how much each one of our units will actually cover. Okay, so when we have a multi-level building, um, is it just per level or it's just the one HVAC system? So we go in at the diffuser level. Uh, we want delivery as close to uh, the, um, the occupied environment as possible. Um, now, we do treat, uh, we can treat ductwork. So in the case where uh, we find mold, or other pathogens that are colonized within the HVAC system, we'll actually treat the entire system. However, if we're just uh, aiming at a particular space, we will go in right at the diffuser level coming into, uh, into that uh, designated treatment area. Okay, wonderful. Well, we really appreciate you going through the different um, components of the Synexus system. And thank you for your information. And I'm going to jump over to Michelle and ask Michelle if, um, Michelle, would you like to add anything about the healthcare and patient environment? 
Sure. You know, infection prevention is such a multifactorial profession um, from just, you know, simple hand washing to more complex, you know, air and surface um, disinfection and cleaning. And, you know, as we try to be leaders in preventing um, healthcare-acquired infections, and then even more importantly, um, sustaining um, these reductions in healthcare-acquired infections, as infection preventionists, we really need to be open and early adopters to some of these new innovative approaches and innovative technologies um, like dry hydroperoxide that are out there to really help augment our programs that we currently have today. Okay, and thank you so much for that, Michelle. And we thank you um, for joining us again, Russ and Michelle. Do you, either one of you, have any closing comments that you'd like to share at this time? How about you, Russ? Okay, Russ, did I did I lose you? Michelle, do you have, you know what, do you have just, any closing I, no, comments? No, I'm here, sorry. Oh, sorry. there you are. <laughs> um, I, I'd, just like to, uh, I'd just like to thank you, Nancy, for everything you're doing um, with this show, with the CETA Foundation, and uh, allowing us the opportunity to share this information today um, and, uh, and how it leads towards um, healthier environments. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, but we thank you, too. And, Russ, would you mind um, sharing the information on contact information, how our global listeners can reach out and learn more about the Synexus system? Sure, absolutely. Our website is www.synexus.com. And there's a great four-minute-long video that goes through the technology right there on our homepage. And then um, contact information-wise, you can reach out to me at rstevens, R-S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S, at synexus.com. Wonderful. And, Michelle, would you like to add some closing comments of your own here? Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the things that I have to say as an infection preventionist and evaluating so many, um, you know, disinfectants and, and cleaning technologies and, and new innovative um, products that are out there. I think what Synexus offers is very unique and something that hasn't been offered to us in, in healthcare in the past. And that is really offering us a technology that is not only continuous um, to augment our current protocols and policies and, and procedures that we have in place, but is also safe for our patients and our staff members and our families. And I think this is a stepping stone and really um, a promising technology for the future of healthcare. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. And we appreciate all the infection preventionists to work so hard at addressing this complicated topic uh, worldwide. And Russ, we thank you so much for joining us again today for discussing all the information on Synexus and patient and healthcare environments. Uh, and your dry hydrogen peroxide continuous environmental disinfection and disinfection system. Uh, and with the Synexus mission of protecting environments worldwide. Uh, we thank you again for being with us. Uh, and we thank our official sponsor, Clorox Healthcare, for making this program possible. Please visit their website, cloroxhealthcare.com forward slash Radio. A couple of important mark uh, save the date. Uh, information for your move to your calendars uh, in the United States on May 19th. We have Florida and New Jersey, Newport Ritchie, Florida, and Teaneck, New Jersey, uh, along with London, uh, Leicester in uh, the UK, 
Uh, we ask you to take a walk in the park with us to promote C. diff infection prevention uh, and treatments environmental safety awareness. Uh, registration is available online and located on the C. diff foundation website www.cdifffoundation.org. The sixth annual international C. diff conference, C. diff awareness conference and health expo is taking place on November 8th and 9th in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We thank our diamond sponsor, Synthetic Biologics, for their support of this educational conference. For additional information, please visit the C. Diff Foundation's website, www.cdifffoundation.org. We would also like to take this opportunity to acknowledge the organizations around the globe dedicated to improving health, the organizations and professionals researching and developing new products addressing C. difficile infection prevention, treatments, and environmental safety products. To learn more about C. difficile infection clinical trials, and the recurrent C. difficile infection clinical trials in progress, and how you may be able to take part in a clinical study. Please visit the C. diff Foundation's website, click on Clinical Trials in Progress, and please help them help you to help others. We send out our get well wishes to all patients being treated and recovering from a C. difficile infection and the many wellness-draining illnesses that are being combated across the globe. I'm your host, Nancy Corrala. With our reminder, none of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We wish you good health and a good day. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week for C. diff, spores, and more. Be sure to join your host, Nancy Kerala, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. That's 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition of our program on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. None of us can do this alone. All of us can do this together. We'll be right back. 